What is up, everybody? We are back. No voice this week. Uh, I Who can really do a Peter Quill? Certainly not I. But we're back. We're going to be talking about, uh, obviously, the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie. We're going to be talking about Fantastic Four casting rumors, Superman legacy, uh, all the fuckery that's going on with Jonathan Majors, the saddest thing in the world that we totally called multiple times, Blade for sure, 100%, not happening. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man 4, Dune 2, Star Wars, and the biggest piece of news today, we will be discussing the biggest missed opportunity in MCU history, which, yes, it is Marvel's first F-bomb. So all that and more oh, man. on the Infinity Watch Oh wait, we don't have to sing that part. Oh, it's all digital. Never I'm keeping that in though. I'm keeping. We that haven't in. done this in so long. My name is Tommy. This is my co-host Eric. What up? I okay. So we do this over the internet so that we don't have to be in the same room because, <laughs> quite frankly, our egos can't fit in a single room. That's true. It'd be dangerous. And so we normally, uh, you know, we used to do this on Skype, and then we we started using some of the Google products to do it because they they had less issues, quite frankly. And so I was like, okay, got to get all set up. I first typed in Google Voice, and I was Whoa. like, oh wait, that doesn't look right. And then I did Google Meetup, and I was like, oh, no, that's not it either. Then I finally figured out it was Google Hangout. I was like, this is too many. There's too many things. I just couldn't, well, you know. Well, well, you say it's Google Hangout, but the URL I'm looking at is meet.google.com. So who's to oh fucking say yeah, what okay. it even is? Yeah. We were just talking about before we started the show, what even is the difference between Hangouts and Meet and fucking Voice and Meetup? What, get your shit together, Google. Yeah, is honestly, the, is Google point. is a hot mess, dude. Yeah, They create a bunch of products and don't give them long enough to really catch on. And then they're like, get rid of it and start a new one. And so Google Plus, greatest social media app mankind has ever known and ever will know. <sighs> you mean MySpace? I still miss that shit. <laughs> True. Bulletin title, feeling dark and empty today. <laughs> Might jump off the roof. Oh, and feeling then, very Hawthorne Heights today. Yeah. Oh my God. Those were the days. Let me let me edit my HTML code to give myself a Panic at the Disco themed. Yeah. Background. Yeah. Hell yeah. Classic. All right, but we are here. It is season four, episode three of the Infinity Watch podcast, and we're here to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume Three. It's going to be an interesting one. But before we get into all of that shit. Let's jump through some news. We don't have too much going on this week, um, but let's jump into it. So, speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Superman Legacy Director James Gunn says there will be at least one Guardians of the Galaxy cast member in his upcoming Superman film. I I, mm. I don't know. I feel like this is a, like kind of a non-story because isn't like Michael Rooker in like every one of his movies? Yeah, and so is Sean Gunn and so is his wife. Like he's got his, he got he's, wow, take two. Also, he's Nathan got, Fillion too. I think he's been in all. Of yeah, movies. yeah, yeah. He's got his little crew that he brings along 
everywhere with him, which is fine. Like, that's his prerogative. All right. So I but, guess the question for you, Eric, is if it's not one of those people, who's going to be in Superman Legacy? I mean, it's going to be his brother, Sean Gunn. But if but if yeah, we're pretending fair. it's not, um, he's going to play Lois, right? Yeah. Yeah. Griffin. Uh, it's going to if he's smart. It would be Zoe Saldana because she's a fucking hit maker. But I I don't think See, why would she do that? Here's the thing is there's another little bit of trivia which which would, you know, kind of go with your Sean Gunn theory is that there are there are rumors that basically confirm that the dog Crypto, obviously Superman's super dog, will appear in the film. And so oh. Sean Gunn does all of the uh, little motion capture for Rocket Raccoon. So yeah. I assume that Crypto maybe would be the same thing. I don't know. Yeah, I I really think you're onto something there. I think that's yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Question for the fans slash really just Eric, is it <laughs> is it nice or is it just kind of like annoying after a while that James Gunn is just on Twitter all the fucking time? I don't. So this is probably going to come as a surprise to you and everyone, but. My Twitter algorithm involves like zero comic book movie shit. Like I am not on comic book movie Twitter or Marvel Twitter or anything at all. So I never it's probably see for it. the best. Like I never see any of it. I hear I like I, I know James Gunn. Like I'll see on IGN like James Gunn said this in a tweet. And it's always like nothing mind blowing. But uh yeah, I don't know. It's probably fine. Who cares? Yeah. It, it's 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 might not even be him. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's like good at least that like when rumors come out, he'll just be like, no, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Quickly kind but, of you know squash it. I guess that's nice, but also. Who is believing him? Like, nothing any of these people say on Twitter can be taken at face value. So, like, he can shut down rumors. But in the in the realm of Hollywood, that means nothing. Right. You could do that just to throw people off the scent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely has happened before several, oh, yeah. several times. But I guess we'll see more and yeah. more uh, James Gunn. I honestly like I'm not like a super big James Gunn fan. Not that I have anything against the guy, but like I really hope that Superman legacy ends up being good because we're way overdue for just like a good Superman movie, because I don't care what anyone says, Man of Steel was not it. I 100% agree. Um, pretty much on all counts. Like, I don't think I'm a James Gunn hater, but I I put him and Taika in the same category of, like, they would be, they would both be, for me personally, top, 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 top tier if they just had someone reeling them back, like, a little bit. Like, yeah, it's like George Lucas, when, right? You know, it's like yeah, it, exactly. It's like I hate when James Gunn gets two James Gunn. I hate when Taika Waititi gets two Taika Waititi. It's just you need a you need someone to say no and edit their ideas and take yes. the good shit and say, okay, you know, this is a little bit too much. Yes, but we will see. We will see. Um, all right, back to some Marvel shit. So it's looking like Loki season two um might be premiering in october of this year it had previously been announced maybe it'd be september but it seems like that window is kind of changing 
Um, but yeah, they got to edit out Jonathan Majors from all the fucking yeah, scenes. <laughs> seriously. So the rumor is is that Marvel Studios has begun preparing for a recast of Kang. Um, kind of the quote from from one of the uh, you know little rumor sites was saying, given the nature of the allegations, Marvel and Disney are closely monitoring the case before making an official decision. However, according to sources familiar, Marvel has already started preparations to recast King the Conqueror. Yeah. I mean, you you have to if you're if you're Marvel. Yeah. It's pretty brutal though cuz obviously he shows up in Loki season 1, main character in Quantumania, several versions of himself showing up in Loki season 2. It's just like really poor timing. Maybe you know, if you're going to hit a woman and be a terrible person allegedly, do it before you uh, you know, make your big break. <laughs> I just can't believe this whole thing. It's uh it's wild. Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh I mean it's probably the most epic bag fumble in history. Yeah. And you know, kind of tying to that, there is a uh production designer on the Flash movie that believes, quote, people will forget Ezra Ezra Miller's bad behavior when they see the movie. You know, like, I know that's an insane thing to say, but I also think he's right. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I, I'm i saying it's probably going to be reality. I think people have already begun to forget. I don't think honest. it's when they'll see the movie. I, yeah, I would agree yeah. with you that it's just like people it's, have a short attention span and people are doing terrible shit all the fucking time. And so they're just like, I want to see my movie with Batman and the Flash. Blah, 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 blah. You know, Here, and, you know, that's it. Yeah, and I think the difference, so I was thinking about this the other day, and I think the difference is it's almost, it's like, I don't want to compare, like, the severity of horrible things different people do, but, like, Jonathan Major's thing he did, for the most part, the thing that really blew up, it was it's, like, one very easy-to-understand horrible thing. Sure. Ezra Miller, on the other hand, apparently like started a sex cult it's like so outlandish that like yeah. when you read it you're like that doesn't even seem it's like harder to even comprehend like something about this must be weird or wrong or whatever but like it's probably not it's probably just Ezra Miller is a crazy person right but allegedly allegedly but like it's just harder for people I think to wrap their minds around something so insane. So yeah. it's e- it's so one thing it's to say like so and so hit a woman. Yeah. That's like a simple thing everyone gets it. I don't yes. know how to say what Ezra Miller, Miller did in one sentence. Right. 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 Which is so unfortunate, but uh but no, I think uh I think the that producer is 100% correct, unfortunately. A wild thing to say though, right? Yeah, yeah, for you sure know, to say publicly. <laughs> people will forget that our main star is a massive creep, allegedly, and did a bunch of <laughs> fucked up shit. Once they see our movie, because Batman's really cool and Flash goes zoom zoom. Yeah. That was a, uh, you know, we have a friend that, that categorizes things as, as, that was a swallow it, you know, in terms of something you probably shouldn't have said out loud. <laughs> that is a swallow it, for sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, Ezra Miller, Flash. Oh, man. All right, speaking of Flash, let's go to the Fantastic Four, uh, because that makes sense. (laughs) Um, Lots of rumors going around about 
the casting and everything. Um, the two big ones right now is that Adam Driver has reportedly accepted the role of Reed, uh, of Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, and that Margot Robbie has been offered the role of Sue Storm. So, so you're a, you're a bigger Fantastic Four fan than I am. What are your thoughts on this? <sighs> you know, um, I think Adam Driver is a great actor, so he'll probably mm-hmm. do well in whatever he's given, quite frankly. It does seem like if that was the Reed Richards choice, it's more of an ultimate Fantastic Four kind of aesthetic. That's my guess, because ultimate Fantastic Four, he's a little more twisted evil. Um, I guess I just always picture, I didn't even quite picture John Krasinski as, as Reed Richards when he was in Multiverse of Madness. Um, I don't know. He always seems a bit older and more sixties than what I would picture Adam Driver to be. Um, but I don't know. I'll I'll keep my mind open. He's a good actor. He seemed more like he would be Dr. Doom instead of Reed Richards, but um, I wonder if he's also trying to get away from always playing that type of character um, because it's basically just Kylo Ren at that point. That's fair. That's you know, fair. Man behind a mask, long hair, evil, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, Margot Robbie, on the other hand, she seems exactly like 616 Marvel Comics Sue Storm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one is uh, incredible casting. I think... When I first heard, well, let me say first, it should have been Penn Badgley. But if it can't be Penn Badgley. I don't think he's a big enough name. I think that's probably what it came back. Yeah, but I think that's good, though. Like, yeah. I don't want to see Kylo Ren in a fucking Marvel movie, really. But, uh, but, but it has grown on me. When I first heard it, I was like, fucking hate that. Uh, Honestly, same reaction I had to Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange, and I ended up really liking it. Yeah, true, true. Very true, very true. But I think it probably will be fine, but it is going to take... It took some time initially for the idea to even grow on me, and I think it'll take even more time for for me to settle into it. But also, like you said, Adam Driver's great. I'm sure it'll be fine. Man, we're like definitely in the era of Marvel having its cake and eating it too. They're like, we're going to give you John Krasinski, but then we're going to take him away. And then they're like, <laughs> T'Challa's going to die, but guess what? T'Challa Jr. is coming for you, baby. And it's just like, man, really riding that line there, guys. Yeah. But I think that's fine. I think in this case, it kind of works out. Yeah. So. And yeah, Margot Robbie, uh, 10 out of 10 in everything she does in life. So that's going to be great, I'm sure. Can't yeah. wait for the Barbie movie. Unironically, yeah, that no, looks so I, good. I, I, you know, anyone that's dogging that, I think, I think you got the wrong idea. It's yeah, it looks, really it looks so good. I just think people don't get it, and until they oh, see yeah. it, then they'll be like, "Oh shit!" I just couldn't imagine this movie. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, you know, some Blade movies they just don't work out. Oh man, and what what out. would you what exactly would you call that? When, <sighs> what would they be trying to do? What does he say the way some motherfuckers can ice skate uphill or something? Yeah. I can't remember what it is. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. It's just the, I can't even remember it because it's so outlandish of a quote. Um, so it's technically not canceled. Yeah, but it is, though. 
So basically, like it's not, but it is. They got Nick Pizzolatto, <laughs> who wrote or directed. I Nick think Nick Pizzolatto. Yeah, Pizzolatto. Man, okay. he probably got that a lot in high school. I'm you, sorry, that's, you just had a that. guy, that's just a guy's normal name. That was unnecessary. You had that like right on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> so, how can you not? How can you not? That's so unfortunate. But I do apologize. He worked but, on the uh, the first uh, True Detective series. Oh, okay. It's so, like really talented guy, and so he I'm, basically was tapped to rewrite the script. Um, yeah, they never really started production, and time ran out before the writer strike hit. So. Uh, that one's going to be a ways off, it seems. That's right. Upset. Yeah. Yeah. My dog doesn't like that. I don't like that. Blade's not happening. We've said it multiple times. I'll go out uh, on a limb and say it's absolutely happening. It's just going to take a while. I'm, I mean, how much long? It's been 10 years. They've been talking about this Blade movie for fucking ever. It'll happen. Absolutely. I don't think it's going to happen. I think there's no way it's going to happen. I don't think they would have like hired new writers and gone through all that bullshit. And they technically already introduced him into the MCU, his voice, at least. Yeah, but then they also said they just scrapped that whole storyline anyway. With the- Yeah, because I think uh, Mahershala Ali was like, this is my movie. Get him out of there. Which is good, but here's... Okay, here's... Here's what I'll say definitively. If Blade happens, it won't be with Mahershala Ali. Oh, damn. There's gonna, no gonna, way. He's going to get fed up because it's... Yeah. I'm going to uh, go out on a limb and hard hard disagree. It's happening. Okay. It's happening. Okay. I mean, I hope you're right, but I, I just think Marvel is going to want to marvel it too much. And Mahershala is going to want to do like old school Wesley Snipes Blade, which is the correct course that they should do, but they won't. Um, what is it where he's, he's going to close his eyes the entire time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're going to have to CGI his eyeballs on top of his eyelids. Yep. So in, 20, in 2044, when the movie comes out, I'm going to say I told you <laughs> yeah. so. Okay. It's going to be great. He won't be able to ice skate uphill because he'll be so old. <sighs> How old is Mahershala? Mahershala? Oh, dang, he's 49. Okay. Whoa, older okay. than I thought. Yeah, same. Dude killed it in House of Cards, 40s. man. That was the first time I saw him was in House of Cards. Yeah, yeah, same. His first two seasons, gold. All right, let's move on because there's lots of stuff to talk about. Let's okay. talk about something that we like. Dune Part Two. Yeah. What do you think of the trailer? Uh, really good. Pretty much exactly. I mean, it did nothing super unexpected like we. If you've read the book Dune, you know what's coming. Um, and and seems like all of that is there and is going to be great, just like the first one. Uh, just fucking awesome. You see, Can't wait. You see uh, first look at Austin Butler as yes. Fade Ralpha. Yeah. You see um, Florence Pugh as Princess Irulan. Yes. You Marvel. do not see the Emperor, though. Yeah, Christopher Walken. Yeah. What is that going to be like? Like, That's a great question. Hey, uh, Paul, why, why do you got to take... I can't do that. I can't do it. I can't do the voice. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's just like, how is that syncopation going to work as the emperor of like the known universe? Yeah. Great question. Take your people and leave. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just bad. It's just bad. But at least we'll get Zendaya for more than 15 seconds. 
Yeah, yeah, she had some lines. That's Pretty exciting. Wild. Pretty wild. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited because it seems like uh, it's it's firing on all cylinders. So yeah, I'm I can't wait to that. And then uh, when they combine it to one gigantic movie and make it like nine hours long. Yep. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, I really hope they and I'm sure they will. But I, I really hope they're planning a re-release of Dune 1 because that came out at the worst possible time. Yep. That movie is um, really, like, if you even kind of like sci-fi movies, that movie is top, top tier. My only uh, nerdy complaint is that they took out that dinner scene. I was reading through some of the book, and there's, like, a dinner scene with, like, all the main players, and it's kind of just, like, a political, like, who's who. And, uh, man, I wish that was in that movie. It's the one thing I wish. Maybe they'll do, like, a uh, like a Lord of the Rings-style director's cut. Oh, man, give it to me. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be so amazing. I'm all for it. All right. Yeah. Spider-Man 4. Yeah. There were people thinking that it would come out July 2024, but there's an insider that is suggesting that the new movie target is August 2025. Yeah, that sounds way more believable. It would come out after Fantastic Four, after Avengers King Dynasty, but right before Secret Wars. I think, yeah, I think that's better. I think give it the time it deserves. Like, if if Marvel's biggest problem, I think, right now is just Making like good shitting stuff out. Well, yeah. <laughs> But 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 one is one is a product of the other, right? Like yes, it's like, I think they're taking the right actions to slow down. Yes, yes. It's with Spider Man. Like, don't you have an incredible Spider Man trilogy? If you want to keep it going, take every precaution. Take your time. Don't fuck it up. Just like keep the Tom Holland Spider Man pure. Just just keep it pure and keep it good. And if that takes another year and a half. Fine. Yeah, I mean they nailed that trilogy. I feel yes. like like I'm a pretty picky person and I liked all three of those movies quite a bit. Yep. But Agreed. we'll see. We'll see what happens here because I think there's a lot of things moving around at Marvel Studios. Um last up, I'm just gonna read the title of this. It says Kathleen Kennedy is taking influence from James Bond when it comes to Star Wars on the big screen. Oh yeah, I saw this. Ugh. Can That's we, fucking... Can we not, though? Because the James Bond strategy, as of late, is that they release one movie every five years, and they're terrible. <laughs> Boom, I said it. This is what Kathleen Kennedy said. She said, I've often brought up Bond. That's every three or four years, and there wasn't this pressure to feel like you had to have a movie every year. I feel that that was very important to Star Wars, and we have to what? eventize this. Okay. So why is she still employed? Is my question. I don't. She do. just. I'm sure she says the things she does. I don't think are cra as crazy as the things she says. Like she just needs to shut the fuck up. Like because she's gonna keep. And no, uh, let me rephrase. That sounded very like. <laughs> don't don't let this uh, this powerful woman talk. I don't mean it like that. I just mean. When she gives these interviews, she just obviously says the wrong things, whether or not she is like, whether or not that's the message she's trying to send. And it's like, I don't think she thinks the three, four steps ahead of like how it's going to be interpreted. For instance, 
Why in the world? And like, this is absolutely no shade to James Bond. James Bond is great. It's it's a fantastic series. It's a fantastic franchise. Longest lasting franchise ever. It's amazing, amazing. But there are levels to this shit. Yes. You want to make a Star Wars movie seem like a James Bond size event? That doesn't make any fucking sense. James Bond should be trying to make their movies a Star Wars size event. Like, that's not comparable in any way. And the like, she talks about like pressure. Like, yeah. The James Bond doesn't have this pressure to have a new movie every year. What pre- pressure isn't real? You can just ignore it. Oh my god! Like, what is pressure? What are you fucking talking about? There is no pressure to put out a Star Wars movie. You own the IP. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Just make it good. Like, check out Eric's Twitter later this week to purchase your shirt that says "Kathleen Kennedy belongs back in the cantina." See, that's what I'm trying to avoid. Like, that is not what I mean. I just mean have a better understanding of this franchise that you basically run. Yeah. Like, it's fucking crazy. I know this is like legacy people protecting legacy people, but if I was Bob Iger and I spent $4 billion on Star Wars and I looked at the the episode releases of movies that came out and how poorly they were received right i know the first one made a lot of money they all made a lot of money right but like they were not received well right i would say if you had to make a blanket statement uh i would be looking for someone else to run that i just you know yeah if 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 something that is like so popular is just like not working and you know you're losing writers directors are changing left and right the story is a mess it's just someone has to be responsible for that and it is a poor comparison with James. James Bond movies are, I would say, they're they are events in the sense that it's a travelogue movie that's very internationally be, internationally based, right? You go, watch a James Bond movie for pure escapism. Let me see some beautiful places I've never seen. Like I'm going on vacation in a movie and some cool action, and that's it. But like that is not sure. what Star Wars is at all. No, and it just at this point it just seems like they've been spinning in circles. And the best thing that they had, if they hadn't had Mandalorian, I don't even know what would be going on right now. I mean, yeah, so there's, I guess this is kind of news. The Jedi Survivor video game came out. It's very anticipated sequel to uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which was really, really good. Um, by all accounts, this game, it, the story-wise, is like amazing. It's like top-tier Star Wars. Problem is, just like Fallen Order... It has had a very shaky launch in which the game is basically broken on, uh, for sure on PC and to a lesser extent. It's very like cyberpunk esque. It's like PC is super broken and the consoles are, well, I guess, sorry, kind of reverse cyberpunk esque in that case. Consoles are less broken for Jedi Survivor, PC is super broken. Um, but it's like on the on the consoles that run it well, it's apparently like top tier Star Wars. So it's like somebody there is an gets idiot. it. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody there's an idiot, but somebody there gets it. Like they just get I, I just don't I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't know, man. 
it's uh it just seems haphazard i don't know it's it's so inconsistent yes and it's hard to really know what you're gonna get yeah yeah but i don't know it seems like everything's like that right now unfortunately that's how i feel about it at least when something good comes along, I like latch onto it and never let go because yeah. I feel like there's so much yeah. garbage. It's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it's yeah. I mean, we'll talk about this uh, soon, but uh, so let's jump right into it. Okay, okay. So like, we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy three, and while I did not dislike this movie necessarily um there is for sure a cartoonification of marvel that is fucking just infuriating describe what you mean by that what do you mean by cartoonification like i much preferred and and I will admit, this could definitely just be a me thing. This might not be the popular opinion. It's probably not the popular opinion, but I much Fuck preferred. Fuck the popular opinion. Most people are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I much preferred when Marvel movies had that, like, kind of stylistic look that I know people have disliked. I've watched, like, video essays about why it's bad. Like, the co- supposedly the colors are muted or whatever. But I much prefer that to a fucking pastel puke fest mm. of whatever the fuck the colors and, and the visual design language of this movie was. Now, again, I did not dislike this movie uh, in general. I, I thought this maybe is the best Guardians of the Galaxy movie. What? But that's but, crazy. But, okay. Also keep in mind. Also keep in mind. I never. I didn't love the first one as much as most people, and I don't. The second one's just nothing. The second one's forgettable and just nothing. But all right, this I, movie has an eighty-one percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience score is ninety-five percent. That's a little crazy. I think. This movie was garbage. I, wow. I wouldn't go that far. Honestly, <laughs> I hated this movie. Whoa. How the turntables. Yeah. Dude, oh I have been waiting. God. I have been biting my tongue until me and you talked because both myself and Mia had the most negative reaction to this movie when we left the theater. Wow. I literally said to her, I said, I don't think I'll ever watch that movie ever again. Wow, so this was your Quantumania. Yes. And I get it. I do totally get it. I have so many gripes. I will say yeah. the one thing I will the one thing that I think was good is that there was never a moment every every Marvel movie I've ever seen there's been a wait, moment wait, where Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Before we continue, just oh, full spoilers for this movie. Yeah, oh, I yeah. feel like we sometimes forget to say that. So like, you're getting full spoilers, spoilers, man. For this movie. You're getting spoiled. <laughs> Every single Marvel movie I've ever seen, there's been a moment where I go, ooh, the CGI is a little rough. Yeah, yeah. This, I don't the, think yeah. I had that for this movie. Interesting. I disagree with you there. I feel like for the most part, it just kind of worked, uh, you know, CGI-wise. Wow. But some of the designs were pretty out there. Well, but, yeah. Fuck, new group know. fucking sucks. Yeah, I don't like that. It looked better than it did in the holiday special. Sure, sure, for sure. So there was that going on. 
but yeah, I don't know if we want to go through kind of chronological or I just have a list of gripes. I just, there's just a lot that doesn't make <laughs> sense to me. Um, I am really, I'm honestly like genuinely confused. I'm reading like Reddit comments and blog posts and things. And I am so confused why everyone loves this movie. Because the standards, I think, are so fucking low for Marvel movies now that it's like, they're just not, I mean, yeah, there has been like a really good. It it reminds me of when like a James Bond movie comes out because we haven't seen a Guardians movie in like six years. Okay. And every single time a James Bond movie comes out, it's been so fucking long since you've seen your best buds in the movie. Yeah. So you're so excited. You're like, this is amazing. And then, uh, and then like six months later, you're like, wait a second. That movie's kind of garbage. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm part like, partly like, I don't know if it's just because I think it's garbage. I'm like, are people going to feel that way about this movie? Cause I did not think it was good. There was some funny moments, but like, it just did not do anything for me. It was really wild. Um, Yeah. That's wow. I'm very, I'm very, very surprised. Yeah. I mean, I, I was expecting, I had low expectations, quite frankly. And then some people started saying, oh, this is like going to get the MCU back on track. And I was like, okay, maybe that'll be like good. Maybe it'll be like something that made me feel like Spider-Man No Way Home. This movie, this movie brought me down to the deep depths of, I don't give a fuck anymore. (laughs) I did not see this movie opening night. This is the first mcu movie i've not seen opening night. whoa because that's my punishment i waited two days <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i don't let's let's go through it so all the guardians of the galaxy are at their headquarters on nowhere right yeah so who is that it's peter we got nebula we got rocket we got groot we got mantis craglin cosmo cosmo right and they get attacked by Adam Warlock, who is just like, it was like pretty like kind of fucked up war zone type attack, I felt like. Yeah. To me. Um, and that kind of ties into one of my complaints is that um, this movie was just like depression porn for me. It was just like sad, sad, death, death, sad, sad, death, death, gore, gore. And I just like after a while, I was like, "Man, this oh. like doesn't have any charm to it." It didn't feel like, and it was just like so much brutal shit the entire time. Okay, so before we continue on from that exact point, I think that's maybe something that I. So I saw everywhere. This like this movie's so brutal. This movie needs trigger warnings. This movie's like super abusive and whatever it's like so violent and so like like the animal abuse and whatever 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 i and then i saw the movie and i was like what (laughs) none of that registered for me maybe it's just maybe it's Mm. just because i was prepared for it but i was like this there's nothing here remotely like remotely that made me feel weird about like animal abuse like there's nothing. They don't show anything at all. It's all implied. Uh, I would disagree. I would disagree. Uh, the, for sure. I would say the, the most gory thing that happens in this movie is when Mantis's arm gets snapped in half. 
Yeah, that was okay. So here's my here's my things that like because both me and I left the movie were like that was like a little bit too much for me. Wow. Um, and I watch a lot of stuff. I think maybe it was the subject matter. Maybe I wasn't expecting it because I hadn't read any of those things. Okay. Okay. Um, but like, okay, in like the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, we see Nebula's like arm or back or neck break, and then she kind of snaps it back into place because she's a cyborg, right? Yep. She did that in this movie like fourteen times. Yeah, and some yep. of it was like really fucked up. It was like her neck is bent backwards, and then like after like the sixth time, I was like, okay, like we get it. She can just heal, <laughs> and it was just gross. I just didn't want to see it. Um, Interesting. Okay. And then probably one of the grossest parts in the movie is when the high evolutionary's face gets ripped off. That like made the Red Skull look like a Barney character. Oh man, that shit was okay. gross. There was like blood and guts dripping from like the inside of his fake skin mask yeah he just looked disgusting but then like the animal stuff a lot of it was implied i'll I'll give you that but like watching like the uh like the forced evolution of like the turtle and stuff and you see him like mutating and fucking it's like that was just gross and then they like just immediately incinerate the thing and on top of that you had like the battle on nowhere where just all this devastation's happening you have counter earth where they're just like like carpet bombing an entire population of like people animals it was just like so much like death and destruction whether it is implied or not that i was just like jesus christ like i just want to like have some escapism here it was just like constantly like fucked up shit of you know the high evolutionary killing rocket's best friend point blank shooting them like in the fucking head and shit and it's just like I don't need to see that. It's like the entire fucking time. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair take. That was not my interpretation at all. Like none of that stuff bothered me at all. Damn. I I was just like, yeah, it's an action movie. People die. More people should die in Marvel movies. It's fucking crazy that they don't. Uh Yeah, I yeah, none of none of know. that it's, was was my issues really. It's wild. Well, yeah. not not surprised, not surprised. Um, yeah, okay. yeah, I mean, I am a sociopath on some level, for so, sure. But I don't even know if I can go through this in, in order and everything, but I was going to... So I have some comments written down. Okay. So... We don't have to necessarily go through it, like, in order. Like, what's your... I don't think Adam Warlock knew what to do with himself in this movie. Homie just was, like, kind of, like, there in the background, and he would pop up when it would, like, be convenient to the story. But then it was just like, I don't know. I guess from the comics, like Adam Warlock is such like an important character. And they kind of just turned him into like a jokey idiot, which I kind of get because yeah. he was just born. But like, it just was not what I was expecting. And he just kind of, he starts the battle in the beginning because he's technically working for the Sovereign, which is the race that was created by the High Evolutionary. But then he just kind of disappears for a while and it comes back and then he kind of gets redeemed. And it, it just... He could have just not been in the movie, probably, and it would have been fine. Yeah, I I felt like from the very first scene, and I almost feel like this was like intentional, but I feel like Adam Warlock is just like poor man's Thor. Yeah, it kind of felt like that. Yeah, the kind of same joke style, but like obviously like a heavy hitter. Yeah, that's a good comparison. I never, I never, I didn't think about that. That's that's a good comparison. Like it's it's almost like they were like, yeah, let's have. Thor be kind of an antagonist, but then they're like, oh, this wouldn't really make sense, so let's just do somebody else. Yeah, it it was weird. I didn't like it, whatever it was. I, I mean, I like that he got redeemed at the end, but like, 
I don't even think he ever really mourned for the fact that his mother died, which was kind of weird. But I don't know. The whole thing with Adam Warlock was just weird for me. Yeah, that wasn't my favorite necessarily. Um, okay, and so here's my question. Here's like a logistical question with this movie. So the main driver here is that the High Evolutionary created Rocket, right? Mm-hmm. And Rocket, for whatever reason, is able to like think and fix and figure shit out, right? He's just like a technical expert. And it's the only creation of the High Evolutionary that is able to do that, right? To kind of think independently and solve problems. And so ever since Rocket literally scratched his motherfucking face off and <laughs> ran away after the High Evolutionary killed his friends, he's been searching for him, right? Um, I would argue that it shouldn't be hard to search for a talking raccoon that has literally fought Thanos and is part of the Guardians of the Galaxy fighting people everywhere, but I can put that to the side. But what I don't get is that literally in the last film, the Guardians of the Galaxy were hired by the Sovereign a planet and race that was created by the high evolutionary. Like why didn't they just detain him right then and there? Because I would assume that the high evolutionary was looking for him at that point. It's not like he just decided to look for him at a later time. I thought that that was kind of weird. Yeah, that is a great point that I did not uh, think of. That is a, that is a great point. It just seems like if you have all of these resources and you're, you know, you're, you have like this crazy bio planet with all these people working for you. A literal race and location that you created would be like, oh, hey, that rocket guy you've been looking for is literally right here. We're paying him to <laughs> yeah. do something for us. And just, that didn't make sense to me. I was like, okay, little plot. I wouldn't call it a plot hole, but just like it doesn't quite add up in my head. Yeah. Agreed. Um, let's see what else we got. Um so many fake out deaths everybody fake died and then there was a psych moment like in this movie it felt like because everyone was i think everyone was expecting someone to die yeah but like uh drax gets like shot straight in the chest right obviously rocket almost died the entire movie peter has his little fake out later on you know it's like everyone had a moment where it's like up 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 nope they're still alive all good all good man i guess what's I guess what is interesting is I'm the only one I thought was even remotely possible was Rocket. Like when Peter, when Peter like froze, I was like, no part of me thought he was dead. When Drax got shot, no part of me thought he was dead. I was just like, yeah, this is they'll be they'll be back. <laughs> they'll be fine. Man, <laughs> speaking of that too, I was like, man, these med packs would have come in handy in, in earlier moments. Yeah, right. They just magically have these like little little thingies that just fix everything. <laughs> so I guess we're to assume that like throughout all of Rocket's adventures, you know, fighting Thanos, fighting people across the galaxy, like he's never been seriously injured once, I suppose. Otherwise they would have found out that he had a kill switch on like his heart or whatever. I thought that that was kind of interesting that no one knew that until just now. Yeah, that is true. Oh, maybe he knew. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. I guess um, uh, you know I can I can believe that he's never been that seriously injured, but it it was yeah. also like another thing where it's like, well, I'm kind of surprised that we're just finding this out now. You know, they've been scanned and shit like crazy in other movies, right? When they're in the prisons and yeah, that's true. There was just a lot of moments like that for me where I was like having some continuity error, like thoughts where I'm like, this doesn't quite make sense, but I just have to let it go. Yeah. Um. 
And so, yeah, that, that kind of kept creeping up. Um, no Star-Lord mask the entire fucking time. Whoa, you're right. I never put that together, but you're right. James Gunn tweeted that he, like, forgot it at nowhere because he was in a hurry. And I'm like, what? That's bullshit. <laughs> James Gunn forgot it when he was writing the movie. So apparently That's what happened. it, like, got destroyed, right? His mask got destroyed in one of the movies. And I guess maybe he was upset or annoyed that they kind of just brought it back in infinity war and Endgame, but it's like yeah it's just a helmet dude like you can just get yeah. another helmet yeah like the whole all the articles about like i need to call james Gunn to make sure my lines are good or blah 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 blah. i was just i just roll my eyes the entire time because here's my wild take of the day the best guardians of the galaxy movie is infinity war that's yeah. how i feel about it i feel like they were the best in that movie it made sense everyone's relationships and their comments made sense and i i don't understand or get the whole james gunn cult where it's like everything he does is perfect i just don't i'm not on that train yeah no i 100 agree it's it's exactly yeah he's just like he's too he just gets too james gunn for me personally like i get i get how people would like it's almost like if you go a little too far, that's that's like what people like about it. Like, I, I get that. I just don't agree with it. Yeah. Yeah, it had its moments for sure. It's I just yeah. feel like it just kind of got I, old for me. This was the first time I laughed out loud, like, aggressively at a, at a Marvel movie in probably, like, years. I thought the jokes um, overall landed pretty well. I would say I, none of them like made me like die, but like I was chuckling for sure. The the one that made me die was when really was the whole sequence when they're in the I guess like the lab when they broke into the lab um, and Gamora takes a hostage. And that oh, whole sequence yeah. was pretty funny because yeah, she was, was just good. so, so violent. But the thing that fucking killed me and like it killed me to the point where like I was embarrassed. Nobody else in the theater thought this was as funny as <laughs> I did. But when she kicked open the door and immediately just shot the receptionist in oh, the Oh, that shit leg, was hilarious. I was like crying laughing. And like she nobody lets out this funny else. little scream too. Yeah. There's just something like, funny about it. That was the kind of like violent. That was also like pretty violent for a Marvel movie. Like it was just a bullet to the leg and just the leg started bleeding. But like it felt just, like it could happen to me in real life. I think that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was just so out of left field. I was just absolutely dying laughing. Yeah, uh, there was like a lot of little moments like that that I quite enjoyed. I don't want to like make it sound like this is the worst movie ever. I didn't like it. I'll be clear. But like, OK, there was several moments like that where I was laughing, you know, and the whole the whole joke of like how he was flirting with the girl. Yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, wow, like yeah. Star Lord's an idiot, but like he's not. And I'm glad they wrote it yes. that way that it's like, I'm yes. just getting into your system to do Agreed. this, you know, and I'm, I'm actually just tricking everybody. Like, I liked that. I did like that part too. And specifically for that exact reason. It's like, okay, he's not just like, he knows what he's doing. There's a reason he's in this position. Yeah. He can't just be a, an actual idiot. Yeah. Um, it was a little over. You know, over the top, the whole like, like they, they kept talking about his grandpa, right? And the picture that like just started popping up. Like the moment they brought it up, I'm like that's the after credit scene, guaranteed. 
it was just like very obvious to me that like he was going to go back to earth and stay with his dad or his yeah. grandpa. Sorry. Um, it's fine. I get that. Like it ended that way. But I think one of my other problems was that the ending of this movie didn't feel earned for anyone. It just, they all had to be there and get there. And it just didn't feel like it made, it made sense, but it just, I don't know. It just felt like they're really forcing the end of the guardians of the galaxy because James Gunn is moving on. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I did, it, that didn't, it didn't really hit me that way. Um, I, I could see how if supposedly Rocket is Peter Quill's best friend, which I never would have guessed before this right. movie. Right, yeah. But, uh, He's his best friend because the plot dictated it, so. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if your best friend almost dies and you've been... Basically, you ran away from home for like your entire life. You know, maybe that could stir up some emotions yeah. and make you want to go just see what's going on. But um, Gamora's like, oh, yeah, drop this a little Polaroid picture. I'm like, OK, come on. Like, we get yeah, it. We yeah, get yeah. it. He's going to go see his grandpa. Though I did love the scene with his grandpa in the after credit scene. I thought it was good. So I actually did not stay for the after credits scene. I stayed what? for the mid credits scene. Oh my gosh. But I was just like, I don't fucking care. I don't want to sit here for another five minutes. I want to go home. The credits were so actually quite short. I was very happy. Oh, wow. Yeah, but, I think they like kind of figured out that no one wants to sit for that long, please. Yeah. I like the mid credits scene, though, with the new Guardians. That was cool. Yeah, that was I like the new, is it Marvel's daughter? I think. Phyla, Phylavel, oh, oh, yeah. Philavel. Yeah. Yeah. She just ended up being one of those girls that was just like one of the high evolutionaries people. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Uh, the the after credit scene is just like him sitting, talking to his grandpa at the kitchen table. And he's just like talking about mowing the lawn. Yeah. And like someone's son is like watching it. It was just like very like mundane earth talk. And it was, I yeah. can't quite describe why it was funny, but it was funny. <laughs> and the grandpa's like, don't even get me started on that guy, you know, and they, it was just, it was a good little scene, I suppose. What was your least favorite joke? Least favorite joke. Um, trying to think. So I, I have one in mind that I was what just is like, Do you tell me yours. James Gun- so it, it, it wasn't a joke necessarily, but the whole scene of just like oh, I know mine Gamora on the toilet. Oh, yeah, that was just a like weird. why this is the most James Gunn childish shit like here you either. That's the kind of thing that I'm just like, oh, my God, somebody's in the bathroom. Hilarious. Like you have to be 12 years old to think that's funny. But yeah. if this is a movie for 12 year olds, then why is the whole movie about like animal abuse? <laughs> like yeah. pick yeah. Elaine. Yeah, it was it was a lot of weird tone shit. Um I think my two least least favorite things were like the counter earth jokes of like Drax throwing the ball at the little girl. It was like kind of funny, but like yeah, some of the yeah. jokes on that on that planet were kind of weird. But the good dog bad dog stuff with Craglin and Cosmo got really old after a while. It yeah yeah it did make me sad for Cosmo. Yeah, <laughs> I loved Cosmo. I thought it was great. A lot yeah. of it just like okay, of course, like Yandu shows up briefly and then craglin is just able to magically kill all these people perfectly at the very end it's like a lot of things lined up that i was just like kind of rolling my eyes at um one of my biggest pet peeves happened well actually a few of them 
If I hear no sleep till Brooklyn one more fucking time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would yeah, say yeah. I love the first two soundtracks for Guardians of the Galaxy. This one I didn't like at all. Here's a hot take. I fucking hate all three. Damn, uh, well, there, you go. there should not be popular music in movies ever. It should all be scores. That's the biggest the biggest thing Star Wars did right was it did not go with an 80s like synthwave score and it and they hired <laughs> John Williams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, it was just bad. It felt and then yeah, like they try to incorporate it into the movie way too much where it's like he was listening to music during fights and like the, he had the head the headphones in from the zoom and it's like it just didn't make sense. It's no they're playing the speakers over nowhere and it's like okay. I think the one song I did like was the acoustic version of Creep by Radiohead. Oh, I hated that. That was my le- I fucking hated that so much. I love much. that you hated that. Oh my god. I just liked the sound design of it, I think, more than anything. Um, but yeah, overall, I would say uh, one out of six Infinity Stones for the score or the, the soundtrack. For the soundtrack. And okay. well, the score was just kind of pushed to the background. I only remember hearing the Guardians theme like once. And that's one of the better themes in the MCU. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and not just not people have gotten too and to be honest it probably is james gunn's fault with guardians of the galaxy one that this has become so overdone but yeah, it's like it has every kind of fucking permeated movie. yeah even like stranger things and yeah, stuff yeah. like that oh my god it's just annoying hate just annoying. it absolutely um, hate it hey you know what i didn't hate and i'll be very surprised if you did the the hallway fight scene that was very reminiscent of Avengers One, where like everybody just had their own little moment. Yeah, that was I that was pretty good. Loved that. I I enjoyed it for the most part. There was some of those like uh, nebula scenes where I was like, "This is fucking gross," but I thought that that fight <laughs> was really well choreographed, and so I have no qualms with that really. But it leads into one of my biggest pet peeves in movies, mm-hmm. and it's the whole "I'm going to kill." A million henchmen and goons, no big deal, fucking slaughter them. But then when it comes to the actual person responsible, I am above killing. Yeah. Just fucking yeah. kill him. You killed everybody else, okay? Just fucking kill him. I completely agree, but uh, but I do understand the, the thought process of, like, if you're in a big battle like a fight for your life then you do what you gotta do but if you're just point blank you got a gun at somebody it's just like blatant murder it i could see how that would feel different but but i I totally agree with you shoot him in his fucking face don't give the dude another chance to just like fuck up a bunch of people and animals just fucking kill and kids yeah I do think. What did you think about him as the villain? I did. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I hate yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> from a villain perspective, like probably the most deplorable villain in the entire MCU. Yeah. Um. Whether that like there was no nuance to him, but like I'm not gonna put that as a negative because he is the villain. Um. Obviously, some villains they want you to empathize with almost uh, mm-hmm. and think about. He was just like straight up like Hitler, you know, like just a terrible person. Just and he played it well. We should have that guy fucking be Kang the Conqueror. That's exactly good. yeah yeah. I think that's a possibility. I mean they. I think it's a it's a non-zero chance. But um, 
I what were his disagree. powers though? I couldn't quite figure out like what he was capable of doing, how strong Gra- he was. Gravity manipulation. Gravity yeah. manipulation. It's, it's weird. Like what um, powers it? Is it a suit? Like is he just a dude? I don't know. Well, no, I think he used like some of his technology to upgrade himself, he said. It's weird. I, I found it interesting that he like chose like 70s Earth to like populate a bunch of animals and cr- I don't I don't know. It's like how did you choose that? I know it's because we're from Earth and we like relate to it. But yeah. it felt like an interesting choice, given how hard I feel James Gunn has worked to create aliens and other species and other planets that are so vastly different. Um, I'll give him credit. I While I thought it was kind of like gross and weird, uh, like the whole biosphere planet thing and all the outfits and technology that the high evolutionary had, he at least tried to do something fucking different than every other sci-fi movie I've seen where everything's glossy and clean and futuristic looking, you know, the big, huge, like fat looking suits and shit and the weird by, you know, biology designs of everything. I thought that that was at least an interesting choice. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll give him that. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, God damn, I was going to say something about the villain and I, and I totally lost it. He did seem like, it feels odd to me that like you're like fucking with all these animals and experimenting on them. Right. And you basically go to kill these other animals that are friends with rocket. And he's able to like jump you and scratch your face off. Just like, man, plan better or something. This doesn't seem like that should have been possible. Yeah. Well, I think, I think for that scene in particular, he was just banking on the fact that, you know, all of these animals had PTSD. It's like he was ruling them through fear. Like they right. could, uh, I mean, rocket any small animal with claws could fuck up any human being if they really wanted to by doing exactly that. They're way faster as long as they can get past your first initial grab, right. which fuck they can. Up. Yeah, you're fucked. Um, but I remember what I was going to say. I, I disagree that there was no nuance to him. He was like, he did play it like he's just fully a bad guy. But I think the nuance came in that to me, it was like, this guy is an analog for like companies who do like animal testing and shit right. like that. Where it's like, in theory, it's like this is for the betterment of humankind or or in his mind it's like this is going to create like a better society like like a better he reminded me of Darren form Cross of life a lot yeah a little bit a little bit very very similar but yeah i, I from a villain perspective i thought he was a great villain i mean i fucking hated him like, yeah no doubt, same you know same and and despite the fact that i like, I think a lot of the hatred, because like I said, I, I don't, I can't even think of really of anything that I would consider to be like animal abuse actually shown on screen. But what they did show a lot of was the facial expressions of the animals yeah. being like terrified and they, and they did a really good job and that shit fucking killed me. Because, like, there's yeah. no worse look than, like, a clearly scared animal. Yep. Helpless. Yeah. Heartbreaking. 
yeah it, that to me like it felt um it felt like cheap storytelling almost in just the sense that like it was a bunch of like innocent animals and children that he was like taking advantage of and so it's like I felt like the entire movie was really, 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 really trying hard to give get a, an emotional response out of me. Um, yeah, but but it like, just was a lot. Did it not though? It didn't at all, ever. Honestly, um, the only thing that made me cry was him and his grandpa. That was what like really made me cry because the rest oh, of it, I whoa. just didn't feel. It didn't feel like super earned to me. It just felt like interesting. These are kids and animals, and like I felt terrible about it. I mean, I honestly had a really negative reaction to it. And maybe it's just my own mindset because it's just like, it was just too heavy for me for like a Marvel movie, the subject okay. matter. And I was just like, man, I just want to like escape from the shit because like life is fucking tough enough. And now I'm seeing like a bunch of like child and animal abuse throughout an entire movie. I'm like, yeah. come on, man. Um, I, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I get that. I would, I get that. But only because it's a Guardians movie. Like, I think there should be more of this shit in, like, a Blade or, like, a Deadpool. Yeah. Like, make me, like, you know, challenge challenge me. But, like, for, for a Guardians movie, I, yeah, I, I agree. It was, it was. But, like, again, personally, I didn't really mind. I didn't think it was that bad in, in terms of, like, in terms of, like, grody and like yeah. trigger warning tr- trigger warning whatever but i but i definitely understand why it would be yeah um yeah i don't but know like it's, but it's, it's like it's so weird like i do feel so weird because like part of me does respect that like i remember feeling there were there were a couple lines where again peter i think peter was just like kill everyone and, and yeah, then they yeah, did. he did say that, yeah. Except they for did. the high evolutionary. Don't kill him. Yeah, and, and, and that's a di- I agree with your point there. But like but I did kind of like that. It's like whether it should be Peter Quill being the one to do this, right. I don't know. But I did like it's like, yeah, like these heroes d- do kill people in every movie, whether it's sure. acknowledged or not. And the fact that he's just like yeah, if you're like in that situation, fucking kill everyone. That's what you should do. That's what you have to do. Yep. And it and it struck me as being like, whoa, like they never ever have the hero say something like Seemed that. Seemed like ever. Disney kind of gave James Gunn carte blanche on this movie. Yeah, agreed. And, and like I do respect some of the decisions. I don't think they open all the worked. fucking door. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah. It caught me off guard. It's, but like what an odd choice to use your first F bomb. Yeah, I did not think I think it should have been I was comparing Deadpool. it to should have been Deadpool. Yeah, it should have been Deadpool. But I, I was comparing it to the F bomb in um I think it was Days of Future Past, where Logan oh, just says fuck off. I yeah, mean, that's like the yourself. best one time F bomb ever. And I felt like open the fucking door. Like his delivery was too angry. It wasn't like it was like serious. It was like, God damn, man. Like she's an alien. Yeah, just chill Give out. Her, she's like, never seen a fucking like, car before. Yeah, she's never seen a door. Like, why are you so angry? Like, why was this so? Yeah, I was a weird I, th- I thought that was a big missed opportunity, personally. It did make me uh, laugh, though, for sure. 
I think I was more confused of like, oh, that's what they, because I was waiting for it because I knew this was going to be the first F-bomb. And I, and for some reason, I knew it was going to be in that counter-Earth sequence. I was like, this has to be where they're going to drop it. And it was. So I was like, I, maybe I was just like too like on edge. I was like, okay, when are they going to do it? And then for they did it, and I was like, mm, see, I I'm thought a little, it would I'm help, a like not knowing really anything about this movie going in, and it, I didn't know about any of this stuff. Yeah, and I, I just I did not like it. It's really weird. Um, I thought so. That, here's like, a go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna sorry. say I just thought that like the flashbacks to like Rocket and his gang of like misfit toys from Toy Story started to drag a lot after like the. Third. I agree with that. The third flashback. I'm like, okay, we're going back again. Like, oh my gosh, I do totally a little agree with done that. with it. And then the whole meeting Lila in Purgatory Heaven, seeing the white light. I was just like, man, how many times has this been done? Uh, just, just good. And then like, we all know he's not gonna die, and he's gonna get pulled back. No, it's not your time yet. And it's just, I've seen that so many times. I'm just, it was just a little bit much. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. I do agree with that. I think it's so interesting because I feel like I feel like we felt so similarly of how I felt about Quantum Mania. It's just because I feel like that was just like my like last straw. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't even necessarily. Now I do think I I don't think that's a good movie, but but I do think my I don't reaction think it is either. It, I don't think it's like a good movie. It was just like fine for me. Sure, yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, exactly. And I think my reaction to it was more negative because I was like, "This is fucking crazy! Like how how have we gotten here?" And I almost feel like this is more. It's like you made it past that one, and now you got to this one, and you're like. Jesus Christ, why is this the level? Yes. And for me, it's like I just I just got past that with Quantumania. So yeah. I'm a little bit more open to like, yeah, I guess this is just what it is now. Yeah. Like, it's I think just you're this. right, dude. I think you nailed it. <laughs> Clearly, other I mean, it's almost made like $300 million already. Um, and like, while there's definitely like a lot of points that like I'm, I'm coming around a little bit on stuff, but like I still did not like this movie yeah. really at all. And man, it just like soured me a lot. And so I'm, I'm just like, I don't, I guess like I agree with everything you just said. And I think you're right. Uh, that being said, the part that I'm struggling with is the fact that so many people are praising this movie and I'm confused yeah. by it. Yeah. I th- I really think it's because the bar has just been set so fucking low that like anything it's like oh this is colorful and it was fast paced which I did like with minus the flashbacks the rest of it I thought was pretty it it went in a clip I I thought which I, got, I liked I, I did got like. similar vibes you're gonna not like this probably I got similar vibes to like the MacGuffin chase in Rise of Scar uh, Rise of Skywalker where they're like they're trying to find that stupid sword thing, the sword knight. I no, I I don't dislike that at all. I agree. It like, I definitely they're like we need to get there. the passcode, blah blah blah. And then like it just like started flying. Like yeah. there was no explanation of what they're doing. They were just doing it. It felt like someone shot a cannon towards high evolutionary and it didn't really matter what happened because they were heading in the right direction. That was it. No, I, I agree. And and while I will say while the explanation for setting those events in motion doesn't work in either one of those movies you just mentioned, 
I do like the pace. Like, I like fast-paced movies. My attention span fucking sucks. Give me the fastest-paced movie ever. That's great. But, like, make it make sense, though. That's what yep. it, this movie didn't do. Um, It's so funny. I'll, I'll go on, like, some of the Reddit threads and read controversial comments. And um, I'll see people that feel the same way about me. And, man, people are just getting downvoted to fucking hell. It's crazy yeah yeah i it like i get i i understand why you would like really love this movie i get it it's, but it's just like for me it's like also i wanted to talk about the design it's like there's too much color like it looks like it looks like you're in a fucking pastel it's painting like a, it's like which disco. is like yeah and and it's like i'm not saying color's bad color's good but like They've gone past the point. It's like it started where it wasn't up. like Iron Man one, Thor one, the first phase one. Yes, there was not enough color. Then they slowly added more and more and more and made it a little brighter, made it a little brighter. And then I think the color palette of like uh, even Guardians one, I think was really great. And then it has some they like, just pretty dark shit in it, that one. Yeah, but which I think is good. Like I, I like yeah. the I like the the juxtaposition, and then I really think it started with like Guardians Two, and then Guardians Two Quantum Mania. It, it's just puke. It's just puke. It's just color puke. Yeah, They're like it doesn't look good at all, at all. <laughs> I will say, like, quite frankly, it didn't bother me, but, like, I agree with you that it was just, like, a lot. And to me, it goes to less of it being color puke and more of it's, like, this does not exist in reality. Yeah. I know, like, we're in space and it's, like, a whole thing, but, like, in, in like, a grounded reality, things don't look like this. And, like, you know... It looked really cool seeing them all jump out in like every color of the rainbow spacesuit, but like that doesn't quite make sense. You wouldn't have every color of the rainbow spacesuit. Uh, but then this like everything else is just like yeah, it's it's an assault of colors, and it makes you feel like your entire life outside of this movie you're kind of colorblind because you will never see colors like that in real life. You just yeah, don't. and yeah. so it just kind of feels off because it just doesn't line up with really reality, I guess. Yeah, that's that's exactly and, and that is kind of what I mean by like the cartoonification because and then also it's like I don't know if I'm going to be able to describe this well, but like old Groot, OG Groot looked like to me looked like something that could possibly exist yes. in a wild offshoot of reality. 100% New agree. Groot no, it just doesn't. It just doesn't. And it's like, for what it is, the CGI looks fine for like him and even like Rocket. But I just feel like they're like going for a more cartoonish style. And this is across the MCU. Yep. Everything, they're just more comfortable making it more cartoonish, which again, I get it. These are at their core kids movies, I guess. But like... And it's all based on, you know, young adult entertainment, which I understand. But like, I Still just like think high it school works. age entertainment. Though, sure. Technically, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, if it's going to be PG-13, then in theory, nobody younger than 13 should even be seeing this movie. But like, yeah, especially I this movie's think... like definitely on the heavier side of PG-13. Yeah, no doubt about yeah, it. big time. Big Let time, me say, time. I don't agree with people saying that this needed to be rated R. I don't think that's oh, the no, case at no, all. Oh, no, God, no. But yeah. like, it is definitely like a heavier movie. Yeah, agreed. But like to your Groot comment, like Rocket didn't bother me that much in this movie. I don't think his CGI bothered me. I think what made Groot seem even more cartoonish than his design is the way he moved. Because yes! I feel like his movement in the first one, you could feel his weight. Yes. Like beings that big can't move that quickly. They're not nimble because they're heavy. They're big. They're, you know, it's a it's a big fucking tree. And all of that was gone. He could just do whatever he wanted to. And it led to some cool like action sequences, sure. Like I love the scene when Peter and him are attacking everyone in the high evolutionary ship and he pulls out all the guns. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. But he definitely moves like a cartoon that doesn't have to abide to physics. Yes. And that creates that kind of uncanny valley start, starting to kind of creep in. I don't know if that's the right yeah. term for it, but it's just like, I know I'm watching a CGI being, whereas the original Groot felt like he was actually standing there. Yeah, yes. And and I and I feel the same about like even like old Hulk versus new Hulk and it's almost like I believe that the new models for every CGI character in the MCU probably technically are they might technically be more detailed, they might technically look better, but they don't fit in the world I feel as well as they used to. And it's like how does that happen i think the planning for the cgi is way more loosey-goosey and adaptable than what it used to be i feel like there used to be more targeted and directed cgi in the movies that the, the teams would work on and now it's like none of that is there because these things can change on a whim and you got all these different people working on it and they're just going as fast as possible and so it's just kind of the the quality has gone down despite yeah. the fact that like the models and the technology has gone up yeah because yeah, yeah. they're just getting thrown at this shit left and right and everything's constantly changing like nothing has come even close to a thanos yeah, thanos level. dude thanos was fucking like unreal. If, if if thanos was 100 out of 100 i would say the next best thing we've gotten is like maybe an 80 since then maybe like, it's just not even close. Like, I just wish, just slow it down yep. and do it right. Yep. Yeah. You, I mean, like, Infinity War and Endgame was, like, a master class in CGI yes. with, obviously, some exceptions, right? You know, like, Sure. Of course. Like, uh, Bruce Banner and the Hulkbuster, like, look bad. Um, but, like, when you look at, like, the costumes that they took into the Quantum Realm that were completely CGI, like, those looked great. Um, obviously just Thanos and all of his minions looked great. They felt real. Um, just some of that consistency though. I will say, <clears throat> excuse me, that the CGI in this movie felt pretty strong compared to some of the, obviously coming out of quantum mania, it felt like well, a masterclass. You know? Yes. Yes. Um, agreed with that. <laughs> it's just totally obviously like some that. of the cartoonification stuff is a little bit different of a critique of CGI than what I'm yeah. used to critiquing. Yes. Um, whereas something will come out and I'm like, ooh, that just like looked funky. I didn't have that reaction during this movie. I, no, I, I agree. I'm not saying this looked bad because it didn't. But but I do think a lot of it didn't work for me yeah. personally. Yeah, I, like I, I just would have liked to see a different, a slightly different 
even just slightly different design direction. Yep. Um, Agreed. But, but look, all that said, I think I'm, I'm normally I'm the one shitting on these movies. So I do feel like yeah, it feels really weird, man. I do feel like I should say, I do think while not all of them worked, I think a lot of the emotional beats worked for me. Um, I think I'm just, I'm just an absolute sucker for, uh, animals like i didn't yeah. I, didn't, I mean i, I am too i just like maybe that's why i had such a negative reaction to this movie yeah i just didn't want to see that shit i, I maybe I, I i don't think i was in the mood for such like a downer it really was a downer for me i guess maybe i knew that's what it i have seen everywhere that it was gonna be that i didn't see any spoilers but i did see everywhere like buckle up this movie's a tough watch yeah. Um, so maybe just cause I was ready, like I knew, but I'm just going to say this straight up. The MCU needs to earn my respect back. No, I agree. I had that same thought of like, I don't think like I'm excited for anything MCU anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty dark, man. It's dark. Times. Yeah. Yeah. I do think, I do think it'll come back around. Man. What if the Falcon and the Winter Soldier came out next? Oh, I think I would just... I'd be done. I'd be done. Man. Yeah, yeah. Can't even fucking finish this shit. Oh my god. Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Do you have any last thoughts before we rate this bitch? Um. I guess in the in the positive, I I just want to say again. Normally, I'm not a big movie laugher ever. It could be the funniest movie ever. I generally just keep it inside my brain. Uh, this movie made me laugh out loud, I think, like, three times, which is, like, astronomical. Um, Do you remember what they were? Or no? It was, it was the leg. It was the shooting, yeah, that, that shooting was in funny. the leg. That was funny. It was... Um, it was another Gamora and, and Peter moment. Their relationship in this movie, I hated it the entire time. I just, I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, this is just like, can we get over this, please? I did find the exposition of them in the elevator when he was explaining the whole situation to, like, the girl he took hostage. Yeah, Some yeah. people were complaining about that. I thought that was hilarious. I think, I thought it was good, but I saw, but they showed most of it in the clip, That's which true. you might not have seen. Yeah, I don't think I saw um, but I, But yeah, so I, so I was ready for it. But yeah, that, that was good. Um I think one of them, I don't think it was this moment, but I think it was around the moment when Adam Warlock, when Adam's mom was like, uh, show him like, oh, they show were interrogating him. I forgot about that. Yeah, they show like, him business and Adam just fries him. That, that was, was really fucked, funny dude. Me. That was <laughs> that so was, fucked. I did like that. I, I think all of the things that made me laugh were like so violent. I did let. La- this wasn't like a laugh, but it was like a, I was so shocked by it when Trax knocked that guy off the motorcycle. Oh yeah, that was funny. just it was so brutal. It was like Jesus Christ, that was a yeah, that was wild. <laughs> that was, I, I really do serious. think like normally I'm really fine with like violence because uh, I watch like some brutal stuff. Sure, um, and I, it's all different. Like sometimes like when there's like a really brutal like John Wick style like one v one fight. That shit does not bother me at all. It doesn't matter like how like gruesome it is. 
but I feel like just like the real world is really catching up with me where I'm just like really tired of like <laughs> mass violence and yeah, yeah, just like yeah, gory shit fair. that I'm just like, I just don't want to fucking see this because honestly, every fucking day I see it. And context matters. It's like for, for a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, this was pretty fucking full it, on. It didn't have the charm that the other ones had. Like, I loved the second one, actually. I thought it was pretty good. Interesting. Uh, okay. But they both kind of have, like, this, like, happy kind of thing. Like, think about when the Ravagers yeah, yeah. attacked like the Guardians in that forest. And Rocket's running around with, like, those little bombs that shoot people up and down. Like, there's a musical number there, and the violence is silly, but it works. Like, he's just attacking all these guys that are trying to come, you know, kidnap Peter back or whatever. I can't remember what was going on. And it's just funny. And I didn't get that from any of this. Kind of like uh, when Yandu's using the the arrow as he, like, escapes in the first one, I think, with all the Ravagers, or the second one with all the Ravagers. Um, where it's like people are getting killed, but it was funny and it worked. Um, I just didn't get that scene or that type of feeling from this one. It just felt like they were just killing people. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. It, it, it didn't bother me necessarily, but I totally see what you mean there and do not disagree. All right. Sorry for interrupting your, your final thoughts. No, that, I mean, that was my final thought really. All right. I will still go out on a limb and say my favorite Guardians of the Galaxy moment is in Infinity War. I felt like they worked best in that movie. And I would That's say fair. that for most characters, quite frankly. I feel like yeah. McFeely and that other guy, I only ever remember McFeely's name because it's such a fun <laughs> name. Um, and the Russo brothers always brought out the best of every single character. Like Even Black Panther was best in Civil War, in my opinion. Yeah, the, those movies are absolute fucking masterpieces. Yeah, it's perfect. Perfect writing, perfect direction. And it all worked. Um, but let's jump into ratings. Okay. Uh, don't tweet at me after I rate this. Uh, as we do on the Infinity Watch podcast, we rate our films, shows, whatever it is they're releasing out of six whole, uncut, no halvesies Infinity Stones. Eric, what do you got? Okay, I'm going to... For the reason that I went into this movie fully expecting to hate it, and it did kind of win me over, I'm going to give it a light four for me. Light four, I, okay. I do think, again, it was not, I, I thought it was fine. I didn't love it. I certainly didn't hate it. Um, but I did not regret my time watching it. Interesting. Are you going to watch and it again? It, nah, I'll, I probably wouldn't watch it. Uh, you know, I might. I might watch it again. I might watch it again. Just just because there were so many jokes that I want to remember um some of uh, some of the jokes. They they were pretty funny. But like I, think I need um, to watch Thor Love and Thunder again. I think, oh, I, need, I, think I need to give it another chance. Oh man. I don't know. I probably won't, I but I should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. All right. Four from Eric. That's a two for me. Okay. It's, it's a two. That's, that's fair. I, I was at during this podcast, I thought about changing it to a three, but no, I think I'd, I just need to stick with my, my gut feeling. Yeah, um, that's fair. The film just didn't work for me. Um, it just, it didn't bring back the MCU. Like some people are saying, I didn't have fun watching it. Wow. Um, 
there were several moments that I thought had some good humor and stuff like that. I'm not saying it was just devoid of anything good. It definitely had some good moments. I thought the CGI was pretty decent. Um, I thought they did their best to tie up everything as well as they could. It didn't all work, but I think they did their best. Um, but yeah, it just, uh, I really didn't like it. So it's, it's a two for me. That's fair. I know how that goes. Can only <laughs> be sure. honest, you know? Yep. And so honest. I, I definitely had some little redeeming things, but overall it's just, I'm good. I'm all set. I don't know. I wonder if they tried to put the passcode in on his heart, like, would it have locked them out at a certain point? You know, could they <laughs> yeah. just like, I'm just thinking, um, you know, going through all the technology that they had, that they'd have some type of like passcode cracker by then. You uh, would think. Also, would think. okay. Last thought on this, you know, obviously the whole thing is coming to terms with the fact that he's a raccoon, right? Um, and I'm assuming most of that is a denial because he finally looks at those little raccoons, sees that they're raccoons and is like, I'm rocket raccoon, right? Uh, so I think the story is trying to tell us that he was denying that he was just a raccoon for the longest time. But then part of me was like, couldn't he have just Googled what a raccoon was? Well, like, I think he knew, you know, well, I'm assuming he knew, right? Yeah. I think I interpreted that very differently. I think he knew the whole time he was a raccoon. He just kind of like denied. It. He's like, no, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm rocket. I'm not a raccoon. How would I be flying around space? doing all this shit if I was a raccoon. That's crazy. But I think deep down, he always knew he was a raccoon. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Though I, I will say it was brutal. His first words were just hurts. Yeah. I was oh, like, man. I think from that point on, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> this shit's going to be heavy as fuck. But yeah, I don't know. I, I have many thoughts, but that'll that'll be it. All right, let's jump over to recommendations. What do you got for us this week? Okay, so I just finished a trilogy of books called the Thrawn Ascendancy Trilogy. Um, these are three Star Wars novels that are canon. They are canon. These are some of the new ones. Um, they feature my favorite non-force-wielding character of the Star Wars universe, which is uh admiral Th grand admiral thrawn but in in this series most of the time he is just senior captain thrawn uh if you don't know this character is from a species of alien that exists outside the main star wars galaxy so it's what? like everything yeah so everything you see in star wars uh it's in the galaxy far far away i mean the huts the all, all the people all the fucking everybody they're all part of one single galaxy. And then there is this species of alien called the Chiss. They have blue skin and red eyes. And um, that is what Thrawn is a member of. And they exist in basically the next galaxy over called the Chaos. Um, but they have similar... It's the like... Chaos? The chaos. It seems a little on the nose, doesn't it? Don't you think? So it, it, it's, it's because this galaxy is... is a, Hyperspace travels a little more um, like there's like I guess there's like a lot more anomalies, um, but it's very interesting because they huh. have all kinds of they have like similar Star Wars technology like they all have spaceships, they all have hyperdrives and they even have beings that can use the force, but they just interpret it so differently because they don't have like Jedis. It's like a whole 
unconnected huh. thing. So it's like these uh, these beings that use the force. It's like it's usually children who are like the most attuned to it. And what the Chiss do is they find these children who are have a connection to the force, which they don't call the force. They don't know what it is. But these kids basically use the force to help navigate through hyperspace because it's Some so dangerous. Shit, man. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Um, so it's like everybody who has the force in this in this galaxy, they're basically used as navigators. Um, and so the whole thing is like the 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 Chiss ascendancy is basically like the empire of this galaxy, although far less evil, I would argue. But like any big government, there's a lot of issues. It's it's this whole story is just about Thrawn's uh, story through the through the political landscape and through the military um and it's so fucking good like there's no baggage there's no like star wars bags you don't have to know it's completely separate from anything star wars and this all takes place before when thrawn makes his way over to the star wars galaxy so like you don't have to know shit and it's so good Damn. it's Oh my god, it's just a perfectly uh encapsulated trilogy of just like if you do know Star Wars, obviously you'll pick up on a lot of like fun things, but it's really good. I would highly recommend even if you're just a sci-fi fan, not necessarily a Star Wars fan, check out the Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy. Not the Thrawn trilogy, the Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy. They they are different. Um cool cover it's really of good. the books. I like the covers. And and like for anybody who doesn't know, the character of Thrawn is just like amazing. He's just kind of like, he's just this military genius. He's like kind of on the spectrum. I assume he's like an autism coded character is what they would say nowadays. Um, Yeah, because he doesn't really, like he doesn't really pick up on some social cues, but he's like an absolute savant when it comes to like strategy and and like tactics. And it's just like very, very Sherlock-esque. Um, okay. but God damn, it looked great character. Great story. The supporting care. It made me care about this whole cast of supporting characters that have never been in anything star Wars related ever. Obviously, um, made me care about the political structure of the society. Um, and, and the whole overarching story is basically a threat to the entire society. Uh, just great stuff. Highly, highly recommend. All I've been uh, thinking ever since you told me about this was, come over here and let this chiss give you a kiss. <laughs> that is, yep, that line happens several times in each book. I knew it. <laughs> I will say, I do judge books by their covers. Those books look sweet. Yeah, they're they're really good. Timothy Zahn is the GOAT Star Wars writer. No one will ever be better. No one has even come close. Uh, they got to get him to write some Yeah, you know, I was thinking, sure. I was like, man, Star Wars literature, I feel like, has always been, like, pretty fucking good. Yeah, it really has. If only the movies could catch up. Yeah. You know? So many, uh, you know, extended universe stuff. Like, those books. I used to read those in, like, elementary school. I fucking love that. Yeah. They're great. Get with it, Kathleen Kennedy. Yep. But, all right. Got another book for you. Another sci-fi book. All right. Um, I just wrapped up this book called Wool. Uh, it's the first, it was written as like a standalone novel basically, but uh, it developed into a trilogy. 
Um, there's actually a Apple TV show that came out Friday, this past Friday, called Silo. Oh. That is based off of these books. Um, this shit is like the first sci-fi book to make me feel like I was reading Dune for the first time again. Wow. Um, it was just really, really good. Like, basically, the world outside has become toxic. The view of it's super limited, and you can't really talk about it. And the remnants of humanity live in a single underground silo that is like over a hundred floors deep. And there is all of these politics and like weird things that are going on in the silo. And most people in the silo really don't understand what life used to be like. Um, and so that kind of creates this weird dynamic. Um, but there are like people that kind of hope and dream and think outside of the box in the silo, but they're considered dangerous uh and they don't want them to like infect the other people with like wanting to try and go outside or stuff like that and so their punishment is that they're basically sent outside to die and every time they get sent out they go out and clean like the single camera that shows them like the outside landscape and that's that's what kind of keeps people from like going nuts um and then obviously the story develops and there's some like mystery and weird shit that goes on but it's it's been really good. It's like 600 pages, and I have been flying through it, which is fast for me. I'm a slow reader, and I fucking love this book. So if you're interested in good sci-fi, it's Rebecca Ferguson, who was in Dune as well. Um, Apple TV show Silo, but the book is called Wool. W-O-O-L. Very good. Five out of five stars. Easy. Wow. Six out of six Infinity Stones. Love it. Highly recommend it. Check it out. So you got the Thrawn, Ascendancy, and Wool. And if you like that, obviously there's two more books. So check it out. Oh, yeah. All right. If you want to hit us up, Twitter, at Infinity Rewatch. Email the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail.com. And then we'll see you in, like, fucking June, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. We will be back uh, in June. And until we get back, if you do send us an email or tweet us, make sure to use the secret code phrase. What is it? I can't quite remember. Do you remember what it is? Oh, that's right. Fuck the billionaires. Ah, fuck the billionaires. Use our code, fuck the billionaires, to get a free towel when you purchase a, you know. Please.